We have Matt, Catherine Cat Crawfield. Nice. Well, where's the zombie dog gone? Uh, I, since I had a cat in there, I don't want to leave the zombie dog out, you know, because, you know, cats and dogs famously don't get along. And since I found a cat for you that's a vampire, I was so excited I couldn't not use it. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm a zombie dog vampire cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who Catherine Cat Crawfield is. She's from the Night Huntress series, which I'm not familiar with. So those of you Night Huntress fans out there, there you go. Uh, we also have Drew, John, not a vampire at all, Smith, Staten. <laughs> <laughs> Any Discworld fans? No? No? Okay, great. I, am, uh, I do not know Discworld. <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> Moving ever so quickly along, can you tell I found a big, big batch of vampire names that I don't understand at all? We have Joel <laughs> Jane DeWitt. I asked for this. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody remember Jane from, from Twilight? Good old Jane? I thought you were on about Jane from Firefly, the hero of Canton. But then I was like, he's not a vampire. He's not a vampire, or, or that I would have used that one pretty immediately. I like that you threw in the hero of Canton as well. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I haven't watched that show in a while. I'm not sure if I should or not. Does it hold up? Has anybody you watched should. it recently? It Is absolutely it? holds up. Okay. It's Firefly. Uh, I mean, Firefly was great. I remember that. I just don't, I haven't gone back. Um <laughs> Yeah, okay, so we're all here. Here we are. Uh, it, we had to take a, a week off last week. I apologize. Um, speaking here in the future before we took that week off feels a little weird to say. Uh, but I just don't have the time to cut these things quite like I used to. So as, uh, as much as I'd love to be able to record and edit in the same day, it's just not possible for me anymore. So we had to miss a week. Sorry. Um, but now we're back. And we're back with uh, the two one-two punch of uh, <laughs> Baron's Night Out, followed next week by The Trial. Uh, these episodes grouped together fantastic almost as if they were meant to be watched together uh but we're still going to break it up in podcast form because that's what we do uh really quick around the table before we get started uh what'd you guys think of these two amazing so good <laughs> so good <laughs> so good like there's there's not a bad episode in the bunch so far but this is peach what we do in the shadows like th th this is an example of them knowing exactly what these characters are what mold they fit in and how they work together and it's it's just melded together beautifully what i love really about is. the uh the baron's night out one the most is the fact that they keep telegraphing the fact that baron's gonna die you know the whole point of that is you know he's gonna die they're gonna kill him or something like that and, and each time you think he's gonna die they sort of flip it to the point where at the end like oh, maybe he's not going to die. And then it's literally just the door opens and he's just dead. Because <laughs> like, like, when he has the pizza, he even says, well, the garlic's a bit. And then he's like, oh my God, he's going to die because of the garlic. <laughs> and just throwing it out there, in the very first episode of the show, when the Baron shows up, uh, Nandor says, well, I don't want somebody throwing up at the door and having the Baron burst into flames or something. Oh, they God. call it out in the first episode. They tell you exactly Son how he's going to die. Of a bitch. I <laughs> completely missed it. I don't even oh, remember that line. Yeah. When you go back to the Me first either. I'm not quoting it hundred percent, but when you go back to that first episode, they tell you exactly how he's going to die. God damn it. Amazing. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck I love this show. Fuck. <laughs> That's like Fuck. I, I mentioned it in the pilot and I'm like, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it, but they they blatantly tell us what's going to happen to him. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> uh, was that everybody? We're all kind of on the same page of these two episodes are about as good as TV can get. 
Yeah. Yeah. I it's, so. uh, it, it, I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard pressed to find, um, anything wrong with either of these episodes, nor uh, also to find anything that compares to them. It's just, uh, God, uh, yeah. I'm trying to not You're left speechless. jump ahead. Like yeah, about <laughs> there's so many points I want to hit on, but they're all farther out. So we'll just we'll, we'll yeah we'll, we'll move through it. We'll get there. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're changing the gears a little bit at who, what, when, where, and why we do in the shadows. Uh, uh, we're gonna kind of treat this kind of like we did previous shows as Frisky Dingo. We're gonna stop doing our breakdowns and we're just gonna start moving through the episodes. A little bit more structure here. We're gonna see how well that works. Uh, almost every time I've tried to bring structure to a podcast, mm. it's failed miserably. But I'm gonna try again. Sorry. What's the definition I'm, of insanity? I'm, I'm, I'm taking the blame. <laughs> I'll take the blame for that. You know, trying to bring structure around me, anything, just never works. Part of the that's, fun of podcasting is failure. I mean, that's very true. <laughs> that's scarily <Is> true. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's get started. This one, uh, this one picks up uh, pretty, uh, pretty quick, doesn't it? This one, they're they're just yeah. kind of hanging out, and they're like, "All right, Baron wants to go out for the night." Yeah, that Baron awakens yeah. from his slumber. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, that bit where he awakes as well, and just Colin Robinson, fucking hell, that line that Colin Robinson has is amazing. Oh, the uh, yeah, that's a like, lot of oh, dark yeah. energy up there. Yeah. He's really angry. It seems to be pointing yeah. at you three. <laughs> I mean, I wrote it down. I didn't know if it was well, anyone's favorite guys. line, so I didn't want to. I don't want to stop on that. Is it? Is it anyone's favorite moment? Because I can. No. I can read the quote. Right, I'll I'll go with the quote. So he goes, "Oh, he is awake." All right, I, I I can feel his energy. It's very dark and angry, and I think it's pointed at you guys. <laughs> Hate to be you guys. <laughs> the, Colin Robinson continues to be like a highlight of the show, and, and and the funny thing is, starting out the first episode, he is tr- sort of treated like the pariah, and you think it's just because he's an energy vampire, not like the other vampires, and then you, you find out like he is really a prick at all of them. <laughs> Oh, like awesome. deliberately, he jumps in and needles them hard, and it's just like no, no wonder. Like there's animosity between these groups. He seems to be having a, a bit more fun as well. Like there, there seems to be more more sense of fun with him in the last few episodes. Like yeah. he's having fun being this prick, and he's enjoying <laughs> it. And you can see there's more joy when he when he's being that way. Well, when he's being that way, he's eating as well. So he's just having yes. a grand all time. Um. All right, so let's uh, let's move into the actual uh, the Baron's awake. They go upstairs to see him, and uh, <laughs> and really the episode doesn't stop from that moment on. I don't think. Like I don't think the movie. Re- I don't think this episode really ever slows down. I think it it kind of sprints the whole way through in a good way. Um, kind of reminds me of our Frisky Dingo days. I'm like, holy shit, you have to keep up with this one. Um, yeah. But particularly, like, I love the way that he always has this, like, grand entrance, even though they all know he's there. And he always eats somebody the second he comes out of his coffin. <laughs> and this time, just with the, the immediately go after the sound recordist, or I think it's the boom operator. Uh, he eats the boom operator. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. He, that, that, was, that was not cool. We shouldn't have... We'll protect you, though. <laughs> How? I they love as well know. the sound keeps going <laughs> out. How? Yeah, yeah. Like, they, I don't know. They, they always have such great focus on the little details. Uh, yeah. Matt, you, you nailed it. Like the, the sound fading in and out, you can tell like it's uh, uh, not the boom mic. It's some sort of like uh, clip-on <laughs> recorder yeah. thing they're relying on And as they're walking down the steps away from the attic. <laughs> I, I had to go back a couple of times 
to make sure that it wasn't just my internet cutting out. I was like, God damn it, are they doing this on purpose? <laughs> they are, aren't they? They are. Son of a bitch. Yeah, it's the same each time. I, I went I went back like twice. So I, I listened to it three times just to make sure. I was like, God, perfect. And, and they're always doing that thing of like trying to toe that line between being friendly and not offending them too. Because yeah. yeah. Nandor pisses him off something. By the way, he looks, right? He, he's commenting about like it'd be hard to have him go out and they the first thing they mentioned uh after that is just like what do you like to tv yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god they said here like going back to like when the the sound record is cut out those like when they come down the stairs and you hear that sound sort of like cutting out fading in and everything like that and then the little conversation where like um with Lazo is like, we'll make sure to look after you people. And Nadja's just like, and how are we going to do that? And it's just the way that Lazlo pulls his face as he goes, I don't know. It's like, he just, <laughs> like, just shrugs his shoulders like, and like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's just so one good. of those like, holy shit, Lazlo just lies all the time. All the time. Lazlo, did you set the trap? Nope, nope, had nothing to me with it. Nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she I fucking love Laszlo. Uh, so after they decide to actually go out in the town and they're going to go have a great time, they all get changed into, like, I, I love their whole, like, you need to blend in like we are right now. They're still not totally blending in at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, it's it's still very almost Shakespearean kind of. Yeah. It's just a muted black color instead of the sort of uh, gaudy, like, red and white polka dotted and frilly with, neck. With two ruffs. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which, where I, where we're from, two rough says you're up for anything. <laughs> and, and then and then Colin, again, with this great little interlude of, like, they're asking if he has any clothing. He's just like, yeah, uh, are you are you a jeans and t-shirt guy? I, <laughs> I, I, I've got some corduroys, maybe. <laughs> Probably not shorts. <laughs> <laughs> not shorts. <laughs> I love the bit where he goes, what size are you? And the Baron just goes, this size. <laughs> Like, just just for a brief aside, like I've always been a fan of Doug Jones, mostly because of like his physical acting. Like you go know, like most Guillermo del Toro movies, like he's just so good. You kind of forget how good of an actor he actually is. Like he's so goddamn funny throughout this entire episode. But yeah, even things like that. Uh, just the whole like you, I'm this size. <laughs> you used to see yeah. Doug Jones as well in uh, dramatic roles or yeah. horror roles. Not not so like you know. He's the last person you would probably think of when you think of comedy, but he does it so well. I mean, he's an incredibly versatile actor that he's able to not only do like really, really scary roles, really uh, dramatic roles, but also really, really funny at the same time as well. Like you know, just because the, the Baron is quite a horrific character as well, but he's so fucking funny at the same time as well. I, I mean, I, I think what oh, makes yeah. it work. I think what makes it work is affect and then delivery. Right, because yeah. he's he is still playing that sort of classical character, but then he he has these expressions that work perfectly, and and then he still uses that tone in the threatening means that still cuts through everything. Yeah, and, like for example, I I know I'm I'm the first one to break the rule of jumping ahead, um, but like that scene where they talk about like, well, you know, I don't know why I kill. It's just a thing I do now. I was actually thinking about killing all of you tonight. <laughs> And when they flip it on, like, we're about killing you, too. The way he commands that entire scene is one of the funniest yep. things in this entire show. Like, they let that moment sit for so yes. long. Just like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just a look on his face, and you think, oh, 
shit. Like, I fucked like, up. <laughs> I mean, like, genuinely, like, I did not see the actual turn. Because, like, it's an obvious thing that he's going to start laughing. But they left it so long, I was thinking, he's not going to start laughing. And it just, it is this cold look on his face as well. And, like, the but, music hit is perfect. It, yeah. It's just... oh, yeah, it's so well done. And then, like, of course, when he does that, that turn and it, and it is... He is just messing with them. It it impacts so much more and makes it so much funnier because of oh, yeah. because of how long they left it. And I love that his response isn't something like uh, like oh that's okay. It's I'm proud of you. <laughs> like I would have yeah. done the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Doug, like Doug Jones. Yeah, I, I mean, like to to be able to. I mean, if you think about it, like. I've always admired him for the fact that I mean it's it's like being this is seems like I'm dumbing it down a lot but it's like being in a mascot costume like all the roles that he does like he can't a lot of them like he can't emote or sorry a lot of them he has to emote more than um than you normally would because he's covered in prosthetics and shit like his timing has never been not perfect like yeah just thinking back like when he's from like uh fucking hellboy like yeah abe is such a funny character in a lot of moments because he's playing off a of hellboy and like his timing in all the delivery for all of that is perfect and the the baron is uh is um uh no uh no deviation from that no exemption no. um mm. from that rule it's just yeah he's brilliant he's absolutely brilliant all right, so uh, so let's dial it back a little bit. We'll go back to like when they're, they're first leaving the house. Now we'll get into their they're going out in their town, and like even that is funny. Like they're just they all bat form up and they go out to the town, and they, they're like, "Wait, where's the Baron?" And they well, cut to the Baron. Hang on, <laughs> even before that, like when when Colin Robinson is going like over what he could give him, and he just looks at Nandor and he's like, "He's not coming with us, is he?" <laughs> <laughs> like. God damn it. It's like no one is safe from Colin Robinson. Not even like the fucking Methuselah they have living in the attic. It's My so funny thing to me. Of that whole thing is when Nanda goes, I will, I will take care of it. And the Baron's like, okay, but don't make don't a make big, it a big thing, thing of it. Don't make a big thing out of it. <laughs> it's funny. So good. Um, but anyway, so they're, they're flying into town and they cut to the Baron's bat and it's this huge fucking beast. Yeah. Fucking monstrosity of a. <laughs> dire bat flying in and then he just lands with I am here like perfect <laughs> entrance as always and he's wearing a fucking Jersey Devils <laughs> with like the first guy they meet the devils suck we are vampires yeah, like, devils suck devils. <laughs> I oh love Nadja's line there though it's like he's literally going around telling everyone nice to meet you I am vampire ah uh, ah uh, ah uh. <laughs> And there's there only par- so many times you can say that he's joking. Because look at his face. <laughs> there, there are parallels in this to the movie. I, I forget the young kid's name, but like it's it's the same kind of idea. Okay, we're running around being very flippant about being vampires, except it's just like they're out of touch in different ways. One, because he's a new vampire. Oh, yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. But yeah. in this one, it's because just like he's so out of touch with present day that he doesn't understand <laughs> Yeah, you know, I never even thought of it like that, but you are absolutely spot on there. It's the 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 tropes, well, yeah, the, the sort of like the beats uh, from the film are always flipped. Nick, to like the Nick, uh, the Nick, werewolves. Yeah. 
Yeah, Nick. Um, so like the werewolves in the film were very standoffish and you know not engaging, whereas the werewolves in the series are the ones that engage the right. the sort of hostility. And in this and in this one, where they're out on the town, and it was in the film, it was the young guy <laughs> who was going around telling him was a vampire, and then. In the series, it's like the oldest vampire going around telling him that the that he's a vampire, and he never thought of yeah. it like that. But it is—it's another that's one of the great, the elements of the film that's just flipped. But you, you even go one step further with it. Their night out is what leads to the old school, like classic vampire getting killed. Like it, it even follows mm-hmm. that trope. Because if they never yeah. did the night out in the movie, the vampire hunter would never found him. Then the night out in this and get all fucked up on drug blood. Then he would have been standing <laughs> in the doorway when Guillermo opened the door. Uh, when the vampire hunter found him. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Another parallel that I'll just point out since we're talking about the movie, uh, this episode and um, the animal one, the last one we did, were both directed by Jackie Van Beek, who played Jackie in the movie. Nando- oh, or that's not funny. Nandor's. Oh, really? Uh, uh, fucking um, dude's uh, familiar. Oh, that's um, funny. Um, De- Deacon. Deacon's familiar? Deacon, yes. Yeah, Deacon's familiar. She she directed these this episode and the last one. Um, oh, Animal that, Control. That's hilarious. She's quite good at this. Um, mm-hmm, right. <laughs> so let's let's move a little bit more through the night. So like as they 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 initially are a little kind of like eh, this kind of sucks going out with him. They they get him into an alleyway at one point after he drinks a drunk guy and he's drunk. <laughs> like maybe we should stake him here. Oh, that didn't work out. And then slowly but surely, Baroness effectively gets them to start drinking with him like they go do shots in the bathroom and shots are basically just <laughs> murdering a drunk man <laughs> this shot's like it's just the way that Nadja just goes we're doing shots I guess as the door <laughs> shots, I guess. and it's, it's like a reverse keg stand too yeah <laughs> yeah and Na- and Nandor is like just give us a minute and just closes the door on him <laughs> But from that moment on, they're out actually having fun. Like, they go and start having a really good time with the Baron. They they have some heart-to-heart moments with him. He shows them. Uh, he tells the story of his name and how it's not actually because he's a Baron. It's because he can't have kids. kids, um, yeah. It's an insult. I love how he takes his pants off at the restaurant. It's just Laszlo's line immediately. Ah, there it isn't. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He does. He has no genitalia, and so <laughs> and they, they even show a, a a painting of him without pants on to show yep. his Ken doll aesthetic. You know, you know. One I of mean, the there's a line earlier on which I, I didn't write it down, Rack, uh, but basically where Lazar's like, uh, "It's a bit of a prick," which is ironic because he doesn't have one. Because he doesn't have one, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, uh, God. But like. I enjoy them getting along with him. Like it kind of took this whole like this like doom and gloom that's been over the whole season so far of like they need to deal with the Baron, and it goes back to this like oh this is why they actually liked hanging out with the Baron. Like it's kind of cool seeing that. Like even knowing where the episode's going, it still is kind of fun. Like oh these are actual characters who had a life together. Like that that real world building is actually I I really appreciate it, and especially in something as goofball nonsense as this. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> It, yeah, it actually, like, it makes you wonder, had he not burst into flames at the end of his, what the next episode would have been like. Like, what shenanigans would they have gotten into had he stayed alive? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the amount of stuff they do on this one night as well. So they go like they just go to like a few bars and then they end up in a freaking rave, like a, a drug rave as well. It's just mm-hmm. the Baron Trace pizza. You know, what would what would the yeah the ba- <laughs> yeah oh my god oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I want to partake of the pizza <laughs> of the pizza pie. <laughs> all right, so we, we just uh, got to talk about that moment because it's so fucking yeah. good. So it's after they they I mean, all kind of like it's next. cleared. Yeah, yeah, they've cleared the air. They that scene that we talked about earlier where they uh, they admit they're going to try to kill the Baron. Cleared the air. Everything's fine. They're like, all right, let's actually like tick some things off our bucket list. Not that we have them because we're vampires, but you know what I mean. Uh, and he's like, I've always wanted to try the pizza pie, and <laughs> just they're out there. They're telling him it's a bad idea. He takes one bite. He's like, hmm. The garlic kind of burns, and then it pukes <laughs> so much. The garlic like, burns is... a little bit, but. <laughs> and this is where, and like... then he fires off like a goddamn balloon, losing <laughs> air. And I love that they they have the one cut to the guy who's like behind the like the exit door to his like his job, and he's like, "What the fuck." It's like, go back inside. Like, there's so many random cuts to civilians in this episode, blatantly seeing what they're doing. They, just, they don't mention it at all, but it cracks me up every time. Um, and it's very, it's very ancillary. But Baron's familiar, popping oh up God. every time. And, and there's this nice little like violin shriek happening every time she shows up. Yeah. And she's just yeah, sort of standing little... there in a building, looking down <laughs> as I... as the Baron makes an ass of himself. <laughs> But I, I love just the him being propelled around by his vomit, going everywhere, crash lands on the ground. Everyone's like, oh, shit, did we kill him? And just the way his eyes pop open with that like that violin hit and then just totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, like, Drew, you, you nailed it, though. It's literally like a, a balloon going yeah. off. Like, it, yeah. Just, just the way he flies whoosh. around. Then he yeah. hits he hits the wall and then slam dunks himself into <laughs> the uh, uh, the dumpster. The fucking dumpster, yeah. Oh, and then God, I can't remember the... how he actually ends up on the ground, but I think he, he flies out of it he again. Flies he flies out, out, of, the out of it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's not done yet. Oh God! This show does a great thing too. Of they all become commentators when something crazy is happening. So like they are yeah. talking about the play by play of what's happening and reacting to it as he is flying around in the air like a damn fire hose. <laughs> Which is perfect for their characters because like you actually see because of the commentary, it's like, oh, we don't actually give a shit. We're just watching it. Oh, that must have hurt. Yeah. Oh, that's that's not gonna be good. It's like boom. All right, fuck, we better check on him. Like, <laughs> it's like they're not actually concerned. It's just like, well, here we go again. Yeah, there he goes. Uh, he'll land at some point. <laughs> just the noise he makes when he lands as well. It's that sort of like, almost like wet noise almost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so from there, they go to their rave where they start just eating everybody they possibly can because they're at a rave. No one's paying attention, and they get all fucked up on drug blood. They did drugs. They did the. They drank the blood of people who done drugs. Therefore, they've done drug blood. Yeah, uh, we have done the, drug blood. The rest of the episode Fucking is just Nadia. is just fun. Nadia. Her drunk face kills me. <laughs> just kills me. Uh, but like the rest of the episode is just them having fun. Like, they're just cutting loose, having a good time. It's kind of nice. The, yeah. the, tar- the karaoke bar. The karaoke bar. <laughs> the karaoke oh bar, so good. And, and, and then after they're done singing the first song, Nadja goes up there, and the music goes out, and she starts singing, like, 
God knows what. I will do it a cappella. Do you think they have the the girl with one small foot? Ah, screw it. I'll sing it a cappella. And I love that Laszlo knows all the words. He's singing along with her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Baron oh. is just over it, and the, he uses his booming voice like, I said, it's time to go. Like, <laughs> and Nandor, God bless him, is being the responsible. And is like, we should be, we should probably leave soon because sun is coming up. We have to go. But he's still like just kind of hanging out in the buzz that they're all doing. He's like, this is oh. great, but we, we gotta we gotta go back. We, yeah, we, it's almost we, sun up. So they go back. They go upstairs to where we've seen all like the holes in the ceilings and whatnot. Uh, throughout the ep- the episode so far, and the Baron is just being a fucking goofball, like he's doing a limbo around sunlight, and they're like, "No, Baron, get get in your coffin, <laughs> go to coffin, Baron, go to coffin." <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh, look at me!" <laughs> I love he even burns and, his hand and, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, when, in inside of that, like the roles switch because Laszlo is like. Get, you're gonna hurt yourself. He's he's the concerned friend. It's like no, we've got to stop this now. It's it's you know things are serious. Like he's he's starting to sober up. Yeah, just it's a little, like, just enough just to know. Like get this in the isn't coffin. A good like idea. you're being an idiot. Stop that. It's the same as like give me your keys. You can't yeah. drive. I'm gonna drive. You're as <laughs> fucked up as me. Shut up. Give me your keys. <laughs> like it's that. He's starting to take on that role. And, and just. Then, just a hair too late. <laughs> I just love that when he falls down the stairs and he's like, "Oh, it's a good job I did. I didn't land on these wooden stairs." <laughs> yeah, and... the spikes from the newel posts. <laughs> and then the door and, opens. And then yeah. the door opens. <laughs> we, oh, we didn't. And we didn't mention it earlier, we... but the fact that he's holding two bouquets of roses yeah. after Nandor sort of needled him to get them. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's a, just a good closed loop moment too. Oh god, because the way that Nando described them as well—the red thing, the red and green—and this, this—they <laughs> ran with hoses. Noses? Noses? <laughs> you smell them. Roses. Yes, that's. <clears throat> it takes me back to and the then... open in in uh, the first episode when they're in the store as well, and he's got like creepy paper, <laughs> like when yeah. they're doing all that stuff. <laughs> Oh, oh, going back, I know we're going out of order again, but when they're at the convenience store and uh, oh, Baron picks up the, the stress store. relief ball and, and then yeah, Laszlo just, little just like, walked out with it. <laughs> just yeah, the bit in the, the where, he's, where he's like going, slave. Yeah, to, Ooh, to the word food. <laughs> and the guy around the counter just looking at him like, what the fuck? He was just told he was a slave. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh. All right, uh, we, we've essentially hit the end of the episode. Should we go through our favorite moments? Well, I I, I just want to point out the payoff for that scene because of that little squeaker toy. Like, after he's dead, like, they're like, what happened? And then Guillermo is hiding in the bushes, yes. squeaking <laughs> the, the stress relief thing. Like, oh, God. Shaking in horror. Was, yeah. yeah, it <laughs> was so good. It was so good. For some reason, I thought that was in the next episode, or I, wouldn't have met, or I would have mentioned it here, but thought that was the opening of the next but now that i'm remembering the opening of the next nope uh <laughs> uh the opening of the next is fucking great but we'll get to that next week all right let's hit our uh, let's hit our favorite moments um i'm gonna go first even though i'm, I'm gonna butcher the line because I, I didn't write it down and i'm i'm dumb for that but it's after they've cleared all the air and everything's fine 
and the Baron says, you know what I've always wanted to do? And Laszlo hits him immediately with copophilia. Like, no, pizza pie. I've always wanted to try and just the dead stop. Wait. Copophilia. And the scene just cuts. It's just like I I don't think I've laughed harder at anything in the show except for that. Because it just it felt like one of those improv lines that Doug Jones just was like right there with. I I can't I never verified that, but it felt like improv to me where it's just like, I'm gonna move on with my line like I'm supposed to, and what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> one of those just unbelievably funny moments. Yeah, I, I learned new vocabulary after yeah. watching this episode. Yeah, I had to Google that, and uh, I kind of wish I hadn't. <laughs> I'm right oh, you there knew, with you. You knew it existed. You just didn't know the word for it. it yes, I, I never <laughs> heard I that think that about phrasing. it though. It's <laughs> the fact that Laszlo hits him with it so fast. You know what I've always wanted to try? Boom! It's like Copophilia. <laughs> no, no, pizza no, pie. You, now, do you think that's because Laszlo thinks that's what he'd want, or is it because it's what Laszlo wants and he's exactly. just projecting it on him? I think Laszlo only speaks in what Laszlo wants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was me. Uh, who's next? Uh, I mean, I'll go. Um, <clears throat> the uh, <laughs> you, you actually already said it's a toss-up between two for me. Um, uh, uh, the uh, no, there it isn't. Like just <laughs> off the cuff, so quick without missing a beat. Goddamn, Matt Barry, just <laughs> home run. And then um, it's either a toss up between that or <laughs> after they do the drug blood. Uh, we drank the blood of some people, but the people were on drugs. And now I am a wizard. And he puts on a fucking road cone as a hat. Like it's the way he says it. And I'm a wizard. I know. So fucking good. Hmm. I'll I'll go next. Uh, so there's that there's that pivotal moment where Baron is like pretending to be angry when they mention that they're thought about killing them, and, and they're stammering the whole time trying to like explain themselves and how it was a joke and they were kidding and and uh laszlo says something like uh and we tipped up the we tipped upstream the idea of killing you <laughs> and, and the baron just pauses you tipped upstream the idea of killing <laughs> me <laughs> just the f when you have phrases like that thrown back at you it's always so embarrassing and to see it happen to somebody else it's amazing Yes. <laughs> the the entrance into that conversation from the Baron is I beg your pardon. Like, it's <laughs> yes. just like, oh, we fucked up. <laughs> so good. And I love that it's always fucking Nandor's fault. Like he's always the one to spill the beans on everything. Like he just can't handle mm -hmm. any pressure. He's on a him. terrible liar. <laughs> So he's, he's not a good speaker. That's probably why he killed everybody in his actual yeah. life. <laughs> when he first what you just said you. is dumb. Dead. <laughs> when he first starts saying it, you, and you sat there and you're thinking, oh, God, no, don't say it, Nando. Don't say it, don't say it. Oh, he said it. <laughs> I mean, we have that exact moment next week when he's uh, when they have to go to the first version of what they think is the trial. Like, he spills it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, was that everybody? Do we skip anybody? Me. All right, so we're good? All right, moving on. Um, 
All right, go ahead, Matt. Fine. I don't. Well, my favorite moment is just the pizza, where he's just been yeah. pro- projectile like just thrown around. It's so fucking funny. But uh, my favorite quote is um, where they're getting ready, and Nando just says to, uh, is it, "You wouldn't happen to have any human type clothes to, to lend the Baron?" And Colin Robinson says, "Yeah, I could scrounge something up. Uh, what size are you?" And the Baron just like. This size, <laughs> and Connor says, well, "What what vibe are you going for? Jeans, t-shirt? Are you a jeans and t-shirt type of guy? Probably not shorts. Uh, maybe some cords, some whale cords." And then the Baron's just like, "He he's not coming along, is he?" And Nando's just like, "I I will take care of it." And the Baron just replies, "Oh okay, but don't make a big thing out of it." I'm now looking. That at whole that. exchange is fucking brilliant. I had no idea what whale cords are, and I'm looking them up now, and it's like, oh, they're just corduroy pants. I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, I had no idea. I, I just assumed it was just this, uh, just like cord, cord trousers. Well, these pants are very ugly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even going to say what pants I'm looking at. Just know that I looked at ugly pants when we talked about the whale cords. Uh, I mean, they're cords. They're not going to be the best-looking trousers anyway. No, but these might be the worst. They're kind of like if uh, if a guy wanted to do a Christmas version of Harley Quinn, but also had to go to a business meeting. <laughs> and that's all the description Excellent. I'm going to get you. I'll, I'll send a photo to the guys on this show, but to the rest of the people out there listening, you'll have to piece that together yourself. Uh, <laughs> all right, I think that's, uh, that's everything we have here. Uh, are we ready to move into some plugs and say goodbye? Sure. That sounds like a rip-roaring yes. <laughs> uh, so over at Behind the Hype, we're doing a month on Richard Donner because he passed away, which is very sad. But he made some really great movies, which is really great. Uh, even In fact, this evening, we're recording the first episode of that on The Omen, which I have not watched in a very long time. And I rewatched the other oh, night. Wow. And I, I, uh, I still had the exact same feeling about it that I did back then. You have to listen to Behind the Hype to see what that feeling was. Uh, and then I think next month... This September. Yeah, next month will be Bette Midler month, which will be a lot of fun for that, too. So be sure to check out uh, Behind the Hype, where we're doing all sorts of crazy things. Because when we get to October, and I'll stop this plug, we're doing what I'm very excited for, which is famous horror director, mo- famous horror directors, not famous horror movies. So we're doing horror movie directors B-sides. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to pull out like some John Carpenter nonsense. Maybe Ghost to Mars. Who knows? Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Drew, what's going on over uh, Demon Days? Uh, same, uh, same shit, same channel, a uh, bunch of tieflings trying to find their place in a possibly close to an apocalypse world. Um, they're all thirsty. They're all hungry. They are, um, trying to get along and, uh, hilarity ensues. Um, so come check that out. Uh, Demon Days with a Z. And then you can find, uh, you can find me over on my Twitch channel at, uh, Strength24. And I stream... Usually Thursdays and random spots inside the week. Cool. Joel, oh, uh, and oh, sorry. I, sorry, I just I have to tell you guys this. Last week, uh, I was able to be on set for Taika's new show for three days, Ooh. Ooh, and nice. I am stupid excited to watch it because y'all know him. You know, you, you all love him. Um, he's one of the uh, uh, characters from the original what we do in the shadows movie um our buddy reese the uh the werewolf or the 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 werewolf uh leader of the pack is the lead of this show 
and he's That's... hilarious. Oh, so you're working on my favorite show of all time. I didn't know it was even being made, but it sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taika Waititi yeah. and Reese Darby. I'm yeah. sold. I don't, don't yeah. know what yeah. it's about. Sold. I'm sold. <laughs> it can be about it's doing about... taxes, and I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. Next it's season, Binge Run is sorted, then. <laughs> it, it's about pirates. Of course it is. I'm sold. You, you, you could have told me it was about anything, and I'm in. So um, if you if you look at the the blurb on um, on IMDb, the year is seventeen seventeen. Wealthy landowner Steed Bonnet has a midlife crisis and decides to blow up his cushy life to become a pirate. It does not oh go well. Based on a true story, <laughs> Reese Darby plays Steed. That's fucking incredible. I'm so excited for it. It's it was so much fun to be on set. I'm I can't wait to watch it. That sounds incredible. It's gonna be great. Uh, anyway, that's that's all I got. Perfect. Joel, uh, are we doing afterthoughts or... Uh, Super GG Radio. Super we uh, focus on mostly indie dames and stuff. Uh, I-, I won't delve into that further other than a dame recommendation. Uh, if you play dames, try Death's Door. Uh, it's a dame that just came out. Uh, it is, if you like uh, beautiful music, uh, very lush, colorful environments, and uh, Zelda-like gameplay with a very cryptic story then it'll be your jam cool uh matt anything to plug old articles they're still there read them they're good (laughs) all right that works for me (laughs) solid thank you everyone so much for listening be sure to tune in next week when all the nonsense of this episode gets resolved in the trial uh, I'm not going to spoil a fucking thing from that episode. If you are unfamiliar with it, you got to watch it first. Holy shit! I'll leave it at that.